0: Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein. And as always, I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about the power of the questions you ask yourself every day. You know what I mean, right? It turns out that you ask yourself things all the time. Sometimes you're aware of the questions you choose to ask and sometimes you're not. But most of you aren't typically aware of the power of what you're doing. It's another example of something that you can do something about to improve your life with a bit of practice. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by my powerful new coaching experience, the 50 Unplugged Mastermind. If you're ready to kick fear to the door and finally prioritize yourself so that you can become the woman you want to be going forward in midlife, then listen up, my friend. As a woman in the middle, you have so much to offer really think about where you want to be this time next year. If it's not where you are right now, if you feel stuck or stagnant, if you feel like life has been passing you by and you're ready to stop wasting valuable time and get excited about your life again, then head right over to www.talktosuzie.com. Book a free regret-proofing call and apply to work together. It's a no obligation, no pressure call, I promise. But we will see if you're a good fit and take it from there. Put becoming bold and brave on your agenda. Okay, so I am sitting here in Toronto in a giant snowstorm, like more than a foot of snow, and it is cold. <laughs> and it's a bit more jarring for me because I was in Southern California just two days ago and it was fantastic. Oh my gosh, I love it out there. You know, Palm trees along the street, and then the beach was so long and beautiful. Sunrises on the beach, on the pier. Oh my gosh, sunset, just everything. Fine dining, good views, nice weather. I could go on. (sighs) But here I am. I'm home with my family. But the snow, oh my god, it's a big snowstorm. Now, fortunately, I have a dog who loves the snow. Nico is in Newfoundland. Some of you have heard me talk about him before, and he is happy as can be out there running around all giddy and everything with his squeaky snake, jumping over huge drifts, scampering about. He just loves it. The reason I bring this up is because of a question I always ask myself this time of year. How will I get through this winter when I hate it so much? (laughs) It's never anything like, how can I have more fun during this part of the year? (laughs) Do you see the difference? Nothing has changed. It's still the winter. I'm still cold. I'm still grouchy. I still don't like the cold. But there's a possibility to ask a question that's more useful, it's more powerful, it is more inspiring. Now, there's something you need to know about questions. Something very important. A question is not a thought. Thoughts are super important when it comes to mindfulness work, but a question is a question. It is not a thought. However, the answer to the question is a thought. And as you know, as a student of this work and of this podcast, your thoughts create your feelings. There's a very important link there. Now, you could say your questions reveal your thoughts the questions don't always have to be that complex either. In fact, one of the most valuable questions in a coach's toolbox is a teeny weeny one, and it can be in your toolbox too. It's a three-letter question, one word with a question mark. It's super powerful though, because it has the power to shake you up right out of living on autopilot the way you do often enough. We all do. We just do what we do without questioning it much that little powerhouse of a word is why. Even though it's a tiny word that only takes about a second to ask, it can be jarring. So many of you haven't asked yourself why you do this or that or think this or that or believe this or that in years, perhaps decades, perhaps even ever. And when you set out to answer that question, the answer is a thought. It's like the word why Is a little beam of light from an invisible flashlight helping you shine some awareness on your brain, on your consciousness, to give you some awareness you didn't have a moment ago. The question, why, that teeny weeny word, why, can give you a big bang for your buck. It can be the kickoff to you digging a little deeper into your mind so that you can take the first step in seeing that you are choosing to think a thought that is actually creating a result in your life. But when you get used to asking better questions, you also get used to sparking better awareness for the thoughts lurking around up there in your brain, stinking up the joint, creating results without your permission. Awareness is half the battle. Questions help you find thoughts. Having awareness... Of thoughts gives you the power to see what is going on in your life because you made a choice to think that thought. You feel a certain way. Then you do things because you feel that way. Then you have a personal result because of the actions that you take. You can start to see eventually that what happens for you proves your thought, your optional thought that you found when you started questioning and looking a little harder. Can it really be this simple? Just ask a better question and improve your life? Well, yeah, (laughs) it's a good start for sure. So why, the three-letter word why, is a great question to ask. Here's another example. Positive and negative questions. Ask negative questions and your brain will create negative answers. Ask positive questions and your brain will create positive answers. Here's what I mean. Many of my clients want to get up earlier to find time for mindfulness work. It's a beautifully quiet time of the day and several of them want to create a morning routine that includes journaling and planning more intentionally, right? Just with a cup of coffee. It it just feels so nice thinking about it. But they find themselves asking questions like this. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get up earlier? Why can't I get this new routine going? When you ask questions like this, you won't get where you want to go. You won't find the answers you're looking for. Whereas if you asked, how can I get this new routine going in the morning? Your brain will get to work looking for thoughts that will answer the question. Questions help you focus. So with a question like this, you can see that your brain is now focused on answering this better quality question. With the other question, what kind of an answer do you think you'll get when you ask yourself what's wrong with you instead? Can you see it? Your brain will start looking for the answer to the question, what's wrong with you? And will find something (laughs) for sure. The better the question, the better the answer. What do you think will happen? When you answer with, I don't know, now that's a common, common, common answer. So many of us say it. And once you start being aware of it, you're going to see that so many of your friends and family say it too. It's kind of like your brain slamming the door in your face. It's a thought stopper instead of a thought starter. You don't roll out the red carpet for your inner wisdom. You don't make it easier for your amazing insights into yourself and your ability to solve problems yourself to see the light of day. Are you starting to see what I mean about the importance of questions? The bottom line is, the better the question, the better the answer. If your question incorporates a negative belief about yourself, then your answer will be a thought and your brain will work to prove the negative belief for sure. Versus. If your question incorporates empowering beliefs of some kind, you will come up with answers and are more creative and positive. Yes, again, it can be this simple. You may find yourself wondering right now if you ask yourself some of these gross negative questions. I bet you do. I would suggest that you do it more than you think. You probably don't even know what you're thinking half the time. I mean, there are 50, 60, 70,000 thoughts a day. How could you, right? Actually, it's probably more than half the time. One question I ask myself a lot is, why does it have to be so hard? And I especially ask this when it comes to planning my food consumption when out of town. It took me years to even notice that I was asking myself this question. Like I had to really look hard for it. It felt real. And true to think this way. It didn't feel optional at all. But when I present a question this way, full of negative beliefs, my brain gets kick-started in that direction to answer the question with a thought, an optional thought that's not useful at all. The thought is, it's too hard to plan when traveling because there's a million things you have to think about. And then I feel overwhelmed, right? When I think that thought, there's a million things to think about. I just, it's just like I'm closing the door. So I feel overwhelmed and then yada, yada, yada. I give up and I prepare to just gain weight over the weekend when I'm out of town. (laughs) It's like failing in advance. So I prove my thought that it's too hard. And this all started with a question about why it's so hard. Now consider this option. How can I make planning food for a weekend away more fun? That's a question I could ask. I don't know about you, but when I first learned that this was an option, that I could think this way, my head just about exploded. (laughs) This never even occurred to me. But now I can totally see that tweaking the question this way with more of an empowering tilt to it, more empowering beliefs, it can change everything. First, it assumes that you have power versus not having power. Second, you can see what your brain does almost immediately. It starts solving for having more fun, not closing down because it's too hard. It's crazy that it can be this simple. So the trick, my friend, is practicing asking questions of yourself this way. It is very difficult to do if you don't start by first looking at what's going on up there now before you change a thing. You have to see what's happening up there, how you're thinking, what it's creating for you and how your questions kick things off. What thoughts answer your questions? How those thoughts make you feel? What do you do when you feel that way? And what happens when you do those things? You'll see that you'll prove your thoughts, right? Because you're normal. (laughs) And once you get a handle on all of this and slowly but surely teach yourself how to see yourself thinking, how to become a watcher of your thoughts, then you can practice asking yourself better questions. It's kind of like you roll out a red carpet for yourself, like I mentioned earlier. You won't be as resistant. You will be more welcoming because you know it will help you. And when you catch yourself answering questions with, I don't know, you'll be on to yourself. I don't know is a dream squisher. It's like that cartoon sound effect of screeching (laughs) brakes. Instead, teach yourself how to think that you are learning what to do. Instead, teach yourself how to think that you're learning what to do instead or that you're open to the idea that you will figure it out. Again, this kind of answer keeps things rolling. It allows you to tap into that inner wisdom as Oprah-ish as that sounds. It's true. It's so much easier to think without all of those tires screeching. So let's sum it up with some more specifics. Like I said, you can learn to think better thoughts, which will have better answers and produce feelings that are more useful. Here are seven great questions to ask yourself on purpose. Number one, what do I love about myself? So good, right? You can totally see how this is a dramatically different question than the fan favorite, why am I so fill in the blank? You can go crazy with that one, right? So the first question is, what do I love about myself? Okay, number two, how can I make losing weight more fun? This question is similar to the example about planning food in advance. Don't assume that whatever you need to do has to be negative and hard. What if it was fun? How can you make it more enjoyable? You can spin that on anything you're working on that you think is hard. How can this be more fun? All right, number three. I love this one. What if it is easier than I thought? We are very comfortable thinking things have to be hard. What if it was easier than you thought? Whatever it is. Why not, right? Stranger things have happened. It's just a question and your answer is the thought. You can think whatever you want and then your results will prove your thought. Super fun. Okay, number four. Here's one to shift your perspective immediately. What are they thinking that makes them do that? Just imagine how this one will affect your life, right? So most of us are more judgmental than we like to admit (laughs) or we catch ourselves being. And so when you, when you think this question instead, it changes everything. What are they thinking that makes them do that? All right, number five. It almost seems obvious, but it's challenging to remember to ask yourself this question. What is the solution to the problem? Right? It's easier to focus and ask yourself about the problem. Everything's completely different when you start this way. What is the solution to this problem? All right, number six. Here's another good one. How can I make sure that the best is yet to come? I just got chills. Again, how can I make sure that the best is yet to come? So empowering. And this question is available to you right now. I'm giving it to you. It's yours. Okay, number seven, what can I do so I don't have regrets? I love this one. What can I do so I don't have regrets? You know I am all about regret-proofing. This question is the epitome of empowering, and your mind gets busy right away with a whole new angle of answers to this most important question. Just some thought starters for you. Seven good ones. You can see, though, that the way you ask yourself a question can create different thoughts for you and therefore different feelings and ultimately different results. You will prove your thoughts. That's just the way things are. So you might as well think more on purpose, right? The questions you ask yourself day in and day out are an amazing place to start to see improvements on your happiness meter pretty much right away. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Women in the Middle podcast today. I hope you learned lots and stretched your brain a bit too. If you are ready to get excited about your life again, then I want to invite you to apply for the 50 Unplugged Mastermind, where you will learn how to kick fear to the door and become the confident and brave woman you know you are ready to be. Just go to www.talktoisusie.com and book your regret proofing call to see if we're a good fit. As always, you're invited to continue the conversation and join other amazing women in the middle in our private Facebook group by heading over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle podcast community or in Facebook, just search women in the middle podcast community. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review. Make sure to subscribe here or on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Also, check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. One last thing you can help other amazing women in the middle regret proof their lives by simply sharing this episode. My mission in life is to help midlife women get excited about their lives again. You know how frustrating it is to feel like you're watching your life pass you by. So share, my friend, share. Talk up the podcast on social media and help me find the women who are just waiting to unstick themselves and start focusing on what they can do instead of what they can't do during this phase of life. Let's do this, ladies, one brave thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening.